This is the daily podcast from St. Paul's Knightsbridge, an invitation to pause for no more than 10 minutes each day to think, to reflect, and to pray. I'm Alan Guile, and this week, spiritual, spatial awareness for beginners. Where am I? Day one, standing before. A reading from Isaiah, chapter 6. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lofty, and the hem of his robe filled the temple. Seraphs were in attendance above him. Each had six wings. With two they covered their faces, and with two they covered their feet, and with two they flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The pivots on the threshold shook at the voices of those who called, and the house filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me! I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. Yet my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. It's one of the most famous passages in the whole of Scripture. The description of the prophet Isaiah standing before the throne of the Lord, standing before and being overwhelmed by feelings, because this isn't a situation being described by an objective third party. These are the words of the prophet himself, describing how he feels as he stands before the Lord. What interests me is that the feelings which overwhelm him come in two distinct waves. The first appears on the face of it to be a wave of negative feelings because as he stands before the Lord, he's overwhelmed by a sense of his finitude, his limitedness and his unworthiness. He looks down at himself and he stammers, I am a man of unclean lips. No sooner has he had this first experience than a second wave of feelings comes upon him, feelings that are the exact opposite of that first disempowering wave of unworthiness. Because these are now feelings of being cleansed and empowered and equipped, ready now not to cower before God or to fall to his knees in unworthiness, but to take the Lord's message out into the world. These two waves of feelings, feelings that couldn't be more different from each other, I think this is a very familiar description, a description of the profound human experience we have when, in moments of life, we stumble into God's presence. We bundle these dual experiences under the heading worship. Coming into the presence of the one who is the author of life and all good things brings us up short. It makes us aware of the infinite gulf between God and us, But, and this is the astonishing dividend of faith and experience of grace, no sooner do we notice our feet of clay, our lives of dustiness or our unclean lips, than God cleanses and equips us. This is the authentic experience of worship, which of course we echo in church when we come together, first kneeling and confessing, and only then being fed and resourced in word and sacrament 
for the life we're actually called to. I think we only have this dual experience in the presence of the true and living God. Other things we choose to stand before may fill us with feelings, but the test of a true encounter with God is this dual experience, first of what we are not, and then touched by God of what we are called to be. As I say, so much of what we stand before and worship in our lives has an effect on us, but not this dual effect. And that should tell us something important. Idolatry feels like quite a strong word. It feels like worshipping wooden or stone idols in some ancient kingdom. But actually, idolatry is very contemporary. It's whenever we are standing before things in worship that aren't the true and living God. We all do it. We're all idolaters to some extent. We worship all sorts of things, objects and possessions, things we can buy and acquire and then gloat over. Status, when people will look up to us. We idolise institutions we idolise experiences of the aesthetic or the physical. And sometimes, as if standing before a mirror, we fall into self-worship, so obsessed with ourselves that, like Narcissus in that ancient myth, we can't see beyond ourselves. Make no mistake, we are all idolaters to some degree. All of these technically are a form of idolatry, but more important than the name we give it is the truth about it. And that is that only the worship of God gives authentic new life and true meaning and deep purpose to us. What do you in your life stand before and worship and why? And what less wholesome feelings are you satisfying yourself with, compromising on, instead of coming again and again into the presence of the living one who made you. As an exercise today, visualise yourself standing before whatever it is you make into an idol, and then, in heart and mind, turn towards the one who gives us life. Open our eyes, O God, to the glory of your wisdom, power, and love. Graft in our hearts the love of thy name. Increase in us true religion. Nourish us with all goodness. And of thy mercy keep us in the same. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you.